This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. They couldn't believe I didn't watch The Office. I've never seen The Office. Don't know about The Office. <laughs> Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at Zings it for the end zone. Caught by Kelsey on a slant. Touchdown, Kansas City. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Jake Kinnaman, a three for the tie. Off the bat, for it's gone. Jake Kinnaman makes it in. Everything happening in the sports world. As you know, Monty, Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches, the Eliminator and the Humiliator to complement his fastball, the Terminator. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I fear the Reaper today. Yeah, I Because I, I, feel, I just feel like death warmed over today. <laughs> I really do. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing, another edition of According to Jim, right here on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner, joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, and unfortunately not the Masters champion in (laughs) McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, do you remember the conversation that you and I had on Friday afternoon? I can't remember what the conversation we had 10 minutes ago. Well, Steve and I played in the Turkey Creek 2019 Masters Championship. We were fighting for a red jacket. It was going to look really good on Steve. But because of Steve's, let's call it wisdom, I won't say age, but because of the amount of wisdom that Steve has, he was required to play from the white tees this weekend for his tournament, where normally he plays from the blues. He takes a lot of pride in that. And I told Steve, I get the feeling that whenever we get done with this round, that you are going to tell me that you would have done better from the blue tees and that the white tees really threw you off. And do you remember what your second or third comment was to me? No. In the clubhouse after the event? God, if only I had played from the blues, I think I would have really hit it well today. (laughs) I actually hit it fantastic off the tee. Sure. You always do. Big hitter. I drove a couple par fours. I hit it. I hit a par five and two, but boy, the putter stinks. I mean, it. How do you three putt five times when you have an extra ball? You're allowed one extra shot per hole, and you three putt five times. I mean, that that is ridiculous. That is. Steve said, "If God, if I had just been playing from the blues, I, I think I could have won it." I, oh, I didn't ever say that. <laughs> but if I'd played from the blues, I wouldn't. Have, I would have been down low probably, but uh, right now my game is in total disrepair. So I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. I think I'm playing the best I've ever played. Mm-hmm. You and I haven't even played yet together yeah, this you, year. Yeah, you played real well on Saturday. You you actually played too well. You got yourself up at a higher flight. I know. Very disappointed. I was yeah. 29th out of 41, and if I would have been 30th out of 41, then I would have won like 150 well, of course, bucks. I tied for first, and. With three other people, they paid three places, and I was the odd guy out, of course. Well, sure. Because I missed a two-footer on five. Well, sure. Who who wouldn't? Yeah. yeah. But, Steve, it was an enjoyable weekend. That was the beginning was to really, a fun weekend. They had 79 guys in that. Trey Vall deserves a big round of applause because, you know, that I'm was I'm just a, glad he didn't play. Yeah. 
Or, well, maybe I should have been happy that he... He might have shot... I should have... Well, with that format, he might have shot 60. Who knows? (laughs) But, but, uh, no, he was running the tournament. He was walking around in his Masters red jacket. Of course, you know, in the Masters tournaments, the green jacket. But because... Gold jacket, green jacket. Because... Who gives a bleep? Yeah. You know that line, Steve? Well, but it was red jacket because, you know, bullpups, red. And, And Treg was able to go online and get three jackets... You know, they're going to be, tra- you don't get to keep them. You get to keep them for a year. Traveling jacket. Traveling jacket. And Zach Douglas, who was once a great tennis player at Smoky Valley, I think he got third in the state with, I think he played with Mark Bingston maybe. But he won the the blue flight, which to me is the true champion because you're playing from the maximum distance. There was a picture posted him today. He wore his red jacket. He's a teacher at Solomon, and he wore his red jacket to class. Well, Sure. Show and tell. For you would have worn it for three weeks straight if you would have won that jacket. Oh, I you would have never taken it off. I probably wouldn't, but uh, and it, but we know I I got to wait until I get to that sixty five division. Then I got chance. Yeah, then, maybe then a, it'll be your maybe time. I have a chance to wear a jacket then. So well, Steve, I texted you on Saturday evening after the first of two Final Four games, and on Friday afternoon we made our predictions on the show. Steve said, I'm taking Virginia, I'm taking Michigan State. He wanted the two favorites, and I said, give me Auburn, give me Texas Tech. I feel good about the underdogs. And I should have been 2-0, and Steve. You should have. I should have been 2-0. and You should have been 2-0. and Now, for those of you that didn't get to see the Auburn-Virginia game, it was a really fun game. It was very low scoring, and Auburn led at the half. Virginia then storms out in the second half. They're cruising. They're up by 10. And I think everybody had almost... With about five minutes ago. I think everybody had just forgotten about the game and moved on. Auburn then storms back, takes the lead. They are up by four with 15 seconds left. Yeah. And I'm sitting there getting ready to text Steve and say, Booyah. And I wanted to see Sir Charles had they won. Oh, he would have lost his mind. Yeah. But they allow Virginia to make a three. They get open and they take forever on this set play. Kyle Guy, their their guy, yeah. knocks down a three to make it a one-point game. And that was the key. Him making that three, if he doesn't make that three, the game's over. And Auburn had their chances. They get down to the other end. They have two free throws with their best player at the line. He goes one for two. Then Virginia is bringing the ball across half court. But Auburn has two or three fouls to give. I think they had three. So they foul once. They are getting ready to foul again. And then... Virginia's second best player, Jerome. Ty Jerome, tries to dribble behind his back with about three seconds left. He's almost at half court. Tries to dribble behind his back, hits off of his leg. Now, if Ty Jerome had gone and kept the dribble alive, there would be no issue here. But he dribbles it off of his leg and picks it up. Picks it up with both hands and then begins to dribble again. Then Auburn fouls. With 1.7, I believe, on, on the three, clock. On a three. Well, the, there was no foul yet. Oh, they, yeah, that's right. They, that's they were right. called for a, that's a right. reaching foul. Yeah. So then Auburn, or excuse me, Virginia gets the inbound with about 1.7 left. They throw it to Kyle Guy, their number one player. He has a corner three. It's a good look. And Auburn fouls him. So Kyle Guy steps to the free throw line. After a timeout. Knocks down all three. Virginia wins. Yeah. And I didn't have a problem with the foul, though. When you watch the no, replay, it was a foul. When you watch the replay, you, it just makes you wonder 
the guy for Auburn, what was he thinking? I mean, all you have to do is stand with your hands straight up. I well, I know what he's thinking. The best three-point shooter on the floor has a chance to win it. Yeah. you got to contest it. Yeah. You can't just let them fire off that three. Because if you do, you lose. Good chance. But Kyle Guy made three free throws. And there have been a lot of people sitting around the last couple of days saying, the refs, they killed them. It was their fault. They missed the double dribble. And I've heard a lot of people say over the last couple of days, also, Steve, that, oh, I didn't realize that it was a double dribble at first. But I did. I saw it. Yeah. And whenever it happened, I thought that they called the double dribble. I couldn't hear the game. Mm-hmm. I was eating at Applebee's. Couldn't mm-hmm. hear the game. Yeah. And so the play stopped because of the foul, but I thought it stopped because of the double dribble. I saw it in real time. And then that happened. Then just like all the students at Auburn, you couldn't hear the whistle blow at the end of the game. They thought they missed the three, and everybody was sprinting to the tumor's corner. Mm-hmm. They were getting ready to throw toilet paper. you think Harvey paper. Updike was going? I don't think Harvey Updike okay. was there. All right. But they were getting ready to celebrate, and they started to celebrate. I even saw a video of one of the Auburn students in the student section take a big old thing of beer and dump it on his head and oh go, let's God. go! <laughs> and then there was a video of him about five minutes yeah. later being arrested and taken out of the stadium. Sure. But it was one of those moments where it all came down to one play and people have been so upset and saying, why can we not review this? Why can officials not get it right? But you know how I feel about this, Steve. When it comes down to officials making calls at the end of games, I am a person that says... Games are not won or lost by officials. If Auburn plays a little better defense and doesn't allow for Virginia to take that three with 16 seconds left, then they had a chance to make two free throws. And we're at the worst, you go to overtime. And the guy had made, what, 19 in a row or 17 in a row. He was like 82% at the line. Yeah, he made 17 in a row until that point. If you somehow are able to come away with a steal at half court, if you're able to defend the three a little bit better... You win. Auburn had so many chances at the end of that game to win. Yeah. And they let all of them slip away. And because of that, Virginia's playing for a championship tonight. And the team that they'll be playing is Texas Tech, who has been on one heck of a run through this tournament. And especially the way that they exited the Big 12 tournament, Steve. Do you remember watching that game? Texas Tech against West Virginia. And West Virginia just destroyed Texas Tech. Yeah. Yeah. They go from that to winning five in a row, and now they have a chance to bring the first national championship to the state of Texas in basketball since? I don't even know. 1966. Ooh. That would be Texas Western. You got it. And I watched, I watched that game. Believe it or not, that's the last time that a wow. Texas school has won and a national that championship. That is the first college basketball game championship game I ever saw. 1966. Well, no Texas school has won one since then. So Chris Beard and the Texas Tech Red Raiders, they've got a chance. The Big 12 against the ACC. Ken Palm released that the Big 12 finishes as the number one ranked conference for the sixth year in a row. Wow. According to Ken Pomeroy's rankings. Well, I think Ken Pomeroy's wrong. But. <laughs> but what do you think about the? What did you think about these two final four games this weekend? Well, they. Did, I thought the the first game had a lot of drama. I mean, it wasn't well played. The second game I thought was just downright ugly. But Michigan State is a great defense. You have three great defensive teams out of the four. Auburn's an offensive team. They are not a good defensive. But team. But the other three teams are all about defense. 
And I was shocked just how much Michigan State, I felt like, got beat up. I thought Texas Tech beat them up. And Tom Izzo even said that after the game. He says, we're normally kind of the bully. He says, we got bullied today. And it, I didn't remember Texas Tech guarding so well the times that they played KU and K-State. Because yeah. really, I didn't watch any other games that they played other than KU and K-State and then maybe well, whoever they played in the Big West 12, Virginia. West Virginia. But, man, it, it seemed like there were like seven guys on the floor. Cassius Winston, who did whatever he wanted to, um, you know, in the Elite Eight, I mean, he got reduced to rubble. I mean, he was – he just couldn't do anything. And Texas Tech, they're not a great offensive team. I mean, Mooney has got a score for them, or they don't win. Matt Mooney, that's just the kind of guy KU needs, by the way. They need a guy like Matt Mooney. Grad transfer. They, they need a grad transfer that can shoot the lights out because right now – KU has nobody that can shoot the lights out. Texas Tech was a team that I did not have a lot of faith in going into the tournament. And maybe, I, didn't think, I didn't think they could score. I didn't maybe think... I was a little biased by West Virginia yeah. in that game, but I just wasn't that sold on this Texas Tech team. Not that I didn't think they deserved to win the Big 12, and I, I thought they were the best team in the conference from the beginning of the season to the yeah. end, but I just didn't think they were capable of this type of a run. KU had them down 24 at Alabama. Well, KU Kilos. beat them by 16 or 20, and yeah. they lost by 500 yeah. in Ooh, Lubbock. That was ugly. But when it comes down to this matchup here tonight, Steve, I don't know if, and I want to talk about it more in depth here in a little bit, I don't know if this is the sexiest national championship game that we'll have in a long time. Well, I've already... Re- I have but I already, think it will be very competitive. I've already gone on the record. It'll be one of the lowest-rated TV games in the history of the NCAA tournament. Wow. I believe that because everybody loves to see scores. They love to see athleticism. They love to see guys, you know, bombing from three. You're not going to see that tonight. If First team to 60 wins. I'll just say that. First team to 60 will win the game. There you go. And neither team may get to 60. I bet Butler UConn. Didn't have great ratings in that no game. No cachet in that game either. Let's see. 2012 would have been Kentucky KU. That would have been highly rated. Yeah, that's two blue bloods. 2013 was Louisville against Michigan. That yeah. would have been uh, watched fairly well. Yeah. 2014, UConn against Kentucky. And that was, didn't you? Well, I don't know if Kentucky. Yeah, it was UConn and Kentucky, and UConn won. Yeah. 2015, Wisconsin against Duke. 16 would have been. But there's no star power. See, that's the That would have been Villanova against North Carolina. But do you hear the names that I'm saying with these recent championship games? Yeah. They're all big names. Mm -hmm. And I just get the feeling that tonight will be a good game, but it will be different than some of the championship games we've seen recently. It's just such an out-of-the-ordinary game to me. It's kind of like when Butler made it two years in a row, which to me is still one of the greatest feats in the history of college basketball. 2010 and 2011. Yeah, amazing that Butler – I mean, Butler made it to the finals two years in a row. That's just stunning. Do you know what city Butler is in? Somewhere in Indiana. Newcastle. How about Indianapolis? Ooh. Do you know the name of their historic gymnasium? Uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse. There you go. Do you know what movie was shot there? There you go. Yeah. Who, who, who? Who's yours? Yeah. Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk about some news that came down the line today involving your Kansas Jayhawks. Ouch. And then at the end of the show, I want to get your prediction for what's going to happen tonight and who will be crowned the national champion. We're back after this. 
Listen to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You are listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, the big news out of lovely Lawrence, Kansas today. One of your favorite Jayhawks, Diedrich Lawson will be taking his talents to the NBA. He is declared for the NBA draft, or at least he will attempt to be in the NBA. Yeah, he's the number 46-ranked player. He would have had another year of eligibility. Yeah, and when K.J. Lawson decided to transfer, I mean, that was His right brother. There. Yeah, that told me right there he wasn't going to be back because, you know, they've been a package deal their whole careers. And when K.J. said, well, I'm going to – it sounds like K.J. wants to go to Memphis, play for Penny. I mean, that's that's. He's going to transfer back. He's going to transfer back to Memphis and play. For, that's what I. Keep I hearing. hadn't heard that. Yeah, that's that's the rumor. That's. Have you it. ever seen anybody do that before? I've never seen anybody do that. But wow! But Penny, you know, is now the coach, and even though they did his allegedly did his dad wrong, you know, his dad got fired as an assistant when Tubby was there, Tubby Smith. But the rumor is he because you know he he wants to get back to Memphis and. But does Memphis really want him? I mean, could he really? KJ's not a big loss to me. Now, Diedrich, Diedrich, if it wouldn't have been for Diedrich this year, KU had probably been a 500 team at best. And, of course, you still got Adoka Azabuki. I don't think there's any question. I read a story online today from the Journal World. They said uh, Bill Self has dropped enough hints to make him, make everyone believe that Doke's not going to come back because he can't stay healthy in college, so – I mean, but nobody knows what – all we know is he can dunk. He can't do anything else. He can't shoot free throws. He can't shoot six-footers. He can dunk. He gets tired. He can defend. He can defend. Three minutes, but he's on the court three minutes and he's exhausted. So, KU's looking to have no Diedrich, no KJ, no Charlie Moore. Bummer. Who else am I leaving out? Somebody else. No Doke. No LeGerald Vick. No LeGerald Vick. They're going to have some scholarships open. And I know Bill Self would love to find him a Matt Mooney-type player that can shoot it. But uh, right now, I think the winds of power are blowing through Lubbock, Texas in the Big 12. I wanted to translate this conversation into something else here before we get the show over with. Where do you see a Diedrich Lawson playing at? Where do you see a Dean Wade moving to? Where do you see a Barry Brown being at? G League. I think all three of them. Forever or just to start? Just to start. start. What do you think is the ceiling for those three guys? I don't think Barry Brown will ever make it in the NBA. I I just don't think that. What do you define as make it in the NBA? A guy that makes it for five years in the show. Dean Wade, I just don't know if he's got the motor. Because going into the year, there were people that thought Dean Wade could be a lottery pick. Yeah, but he's got Bill Waltonitis 
can't you know he's got bad, I, thought, I thought that meant he was crazy or something. No, no he's got his he's got foot ba- hurts. he's got he's got bad feet, bad ankles. But I just sometimes I just question Dean's desire. You know, if he had his high school coach's desire, the cowboy had that kind of intensity. <laughs> just because he doesn't have his golf game. Well, yeah, but uh, Dean, uh, I, sometimes I just wonder how much he really wants to play. And then Diedrich, he's got that old man's game. You know, he's really good around the basket. But he's another guy that, to me, physically, it, it just seems like he he runs down real quick. His motor runs down. He can shoot from the, the thing he's got going for him. He can shoot the three. And at six nine, six ten, you can shoot the shoot the three. He can handle the ball. I think Diedrich will start out maybe a G League, but he might be able to make somebody's roster as a backup. Okay. So I, I think Diedrich's got the biggest upside of the three. I've got another question for you, Steve. Is this was halfway submitted by one of our listeners? Okay. Who texted me? Okay. What do you think about Caleb Grill? You saw him play for the Mays High Eagles this year at the state tournament. I think you got to see him play three games. Yeah. I know that he's being looked at by KU, K-State, I didn't know Iowa K- State. I didn't know KU was in on him. Because he was originally going to go to South Dakota State. Right. Where do you think he could fit in best? Mm. Do you think he would be better on Coach Weber's team, or do you think he could go play for the Jayhawks? Oh, I think K-State would be a much better place for him. Um. Bill Sell seems to be very leans toward a McDonald's All-American type players. And who knows? Bill Self may not be done losing players. Quentin Grimes, which is it's really hard to believe. But when you read the journal world, you know, Matt Tate does a great job covering the Jayhawks. He doesn't make it a lock that Quentin Grimes is coming back. As in just transferring or trying to go play professional? Trying to go pro. I told you that at the beginning. And I that I, I just get the feeling he's not that a, his party's telling him to go. He's not athletic enough. He doesn't have enough explosiveness right now to play. But you probably said that too about a guy like Kelly Oubre, yeah. who has had a pretty good NBA career yeah. so far. Yeah, he really has. I kind of see Quentin Grimes like that. And that number one. But Kelly Oubre had some crazy hops. The college game might not be for Quentin Grimes. But. His people might be telling him, go make money, get out of Lawrence, they don't like you there, just go. And I've been thinking that could happen from the beginning. Well, I, I just, I've never seen the KU program, especially since Bill Sell's been there, under such a negative cloud, I guess you could say, because it's not looking good for next year. I mean, you unless, if Grimes comes back, and we know Doke's not going to come back. I mean, anyone thinks Doke Azabuki's coming back is is whack. So <laughs> you got. I mean, you still got a decent core. Dots, say Dotson and Grimes come back, be the guards. You got Big Mac at center. Um, you got Marcus Garrett still. You got Mitch Lightfoot. Uh, who else you got? You got anybody else? Is that is that about it? That's coming. That's about back? it. Ooh, that's a little thin. Yeah, but uh, they've signed. The Braun kid from Blue Valley Northwest, I have no idea how good he is. I'm told he's pretty good. He's real good. They got Mac Mackey or Isaiah Mackey, but he's another Dotson. So, I mean, where's he going to play? Now, if Grimes doesn't come back, then you have Dotson and Mackey as your guards. That's a pretty small backcourt because I think Mackey's 6'1", maybe 6'2", and Dotson's, what, 6'1", maybe? 6'1", but he's very explosive. But, but I've... It's been a long time since the KU program 
the cupboard seems to be rather bare. Steve, let's take our, our final break. When we come back, I want your prediction for who is going to be crowned the national champion tonight and maybe a prediction of one shining moment and who will be able to be at the at the end of this one with Jim Nance saying, it's a Red Raider win or it's a Virginia Cavalier championship. There you go. It's a, so- a swan song for Tony Bennett. Yeah. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Steve Sell, your championship prediction tonight. Texas Tech, Virginia, do you think we will get a better tournament championship game tonight than we did yesterday afternoon? Notre Dame, the defending champions, following falling to the fighting Kim Mulkeys and the Baylor Bears. Their that, third title since 2005. That was a great game. Yeah, that was a great game. That's It's going to be tough to live up to it. For one thing, there was a ton of offense in that game. Yeah, what was the final? Like 80, 78, 80, 77? 83, 82, I believe. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that you know, Baylor lost their best player. Lauren Cox went down. They were up, what, 17 at one point. The Notre, Notre Dame, Dame came rallied back. back. And, you know, Notre Dame had rallied, you know, in the semifinal to beat UConn, which, of course, that didn't make me sad at all. But uh, Gino, yeah, Gino, he's had his run. But anyway, um, I, I I thought Notre Dame was going to come all the way back and win that. But uh, give credit to uh, Baylor. Thanks, you know, great for the Big Twelve to have a champion. But as far as I think it's going to be Taylor Robertson and the Oklahoma Sooners there you here go. In the next three but years. The excitement factor? No, I don't think you'll see a game. You don't think tonight can match that? I think tonight's going to be a wrestling match. I, I think it's going to be low scoring. I think it's going to be it's going to feature some ugly shooting. And I always said the first team to get the 60 wins. So I'm going Virginia 60, Texas Tech 55. 60 to 55, Virginia. Yeah. Isn't it funny that we've sat around the last couple of years, and especially this year, talking about with the game of basketball, you've got to be able to shoot the three. Defense right. doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. You've got to be able to shoot well, the you three. Got the, now you've got the number one and three defensive teams in Right, the and look who makes the finals. Yeah the defensive teams. Right. From the coaching standpoint, who would you rather see win the championship here tonight? Tony Bennett or Chris Beard? Chris Beard. He used to be the coach at Fort I think Fort Scott Community College. He was. And uh, you know, I like guys with Kansas ties, and I I want the Big 12 to win. I mean, Tony Bennett, nice guy, always, you know, has the dapper look, you know, never wears a tie. I like that. You know, I don't ever wear a tie. That's true. So, so I like Tony Bennett. But if there's a Big 12 team playing, I'm rooting for him. You don't like Tony Bennett? I like Tony Bennett. But, you know, I like the other Tony Bennett better. Leave my heart in San Francisco. Mamma mia. Yeah, he's a, I like Tony Bennett. I think you should be rooting for the Virginia Cavaliers, Steve. They seem like your kind of team. Nah. But I'm going to make my prediction. I'm going with the team that so far is perfect against the point spread throughout this tournament. They're 5-0 and against Tech. the spread. That would be the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Okay. I've got faith. 
in well, Texas I, Tech that I they're just, going to win this I thing. just feel like that Virginia has been touched by an angel in this tournament, should have never beat Purdue, should have never beat Auburn, and they're going to complete the trifecta. The luck is running out tonight, Steve. Are you ready for Jim Nance to give his tie to one of the players on the team? Oh, sure. Well, he always does that. I did not know that. He picks a senior. Yeah. There are not very many seniors to choose from in college basketball anymore. No, no. The, you don't see a lot of seniors play a big role anymore. Give me the Red Raiders, Steve. Guns up. All right. Wreck'em Tech. All right. What's the Virginia saying? Wahoo. Wahoo. In, aren't they called the Wahoo? The, the, the Wahoos. The Wahoos or, or, or something. Yahoos. Yeah, or, I don't understand. They're, they're the Cavaliers, and then they're called the Wahoos. It's like Auburn. They're called the Tigers, but yet they're called the War Eagles. I, that's their mascot, I guess. Well, that's just their saying. I don't know. It's War Eagle. Yeah, well, I just find it all crazy. Rackham text, Steve. That's all I've got to say. Okay. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.